0: Welcome back to the Past and Present Podcast. This is your host, Kim Groves, hoping you had a wonderful weekend. I also hope you had a chance to fully explore our our study on the Winter Palaces of Jericho that we uh, discussed last week. Uh, today, we're going to continue with our Sermon on the Mount series, and we're only going to explore one verse today, and it's a pretty heavy and deep verse, and that is on the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, and I should say righteousness in uh, quotes, and this is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, so again, using our Geneva 1599 Geneva Bible, I'm going to go ahead and read that uh, uh to you and I want to pardon uh, the dog barking that is my neighbor's dog because one of the things about having a home studio is you get everything a home studio entails which is the traffic and the dogs barking and the kids walking in and it's just that's the beauty of and wonder of having a a home studio because I don't always have the luxury of being able to Record when my daughter's at school or my husband's working or I don't have kids around or my neighbor lets her dog out. So uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 is For I say unto you, except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I'm going to read that again slowly. For I say unto you, except your righteousness exceed. Exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the, the thing is, Jesus is saying this in a sense ironically. He's saying, except that your righteousness, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you won't get into the kingdom of heaven. And and you're probably sitting there thinking, well, the scribes and the Pharisees, they were pretty holy individuals. I mean, they were pretty righteous, weren't they? And I'm here to say, no, they weren't. Uh, but like I said, Jesus is kind of saying this sort of tongue in cheek or kind of ironically, if you will. Um, so... Um, To appreciate and to be able to apply what Jesus has said. So let's, we're going to define the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. So there are basically four things that define the righteousness of them. Um, They were known to say, they were known to say and do not. So in other words, my mom was always, uh, my, my mom always was one of those fans of do as I say, not as I do. And that's what they would say. They would say, we're going to tell you what to to do, but we're not going to do it. Don't don't look at us to see what we do. We, we're going to tell you what to do. So we're going to tell you, you can't drink soda. But don't see us when we're sitting here drinking a Coca-Cola. That's, that's basically what they were saying. And this was actually, this was in at Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 4. And I'm going to flip there really quickly. Um, and it says in those verses, Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do but after their works do not, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous, grievous to be born and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. So in other words, they were big fans of the do as I say, not as I do uh, philosophy. Continuing on in that same chapter, Matthew 23, verses 5 through 7, the Pharisees, scribes and Pharisees were known to do things to be seen of men. In other words, they wanted their behavior, their, their actions to be noticed. And, and they enjoyed wearing religious garments that separated them from others and delighted in having palace, places and titles of honor. And, and there are a lot of religious leaders out there that are doing this today they want the trappings of the office but they don't really exemplify the teachings of the office and they they will teach a truth but they don't often practice what they preach so again these these two things go hand in hand the third thing is they were known to, to neglect parts of god's law on this is in matthew chapter 23 verses 23 to 24. In, there are specific cases they would emphasize the lighter matters of the law while neglected, neglecting the weightier commands. Or, as we would kind of say today, they majored in minors and minored in majors. So, in, in other words, they were also big practitioners of the... Um, how shall I say it? They were into the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. And, and by that, I mean... They they would follow the exact letter of the law, but they would totally violate the spirit of it. And, and we see that a lot today. And um, the, the phrase that best comes to mind, especially when I, I, I worked, especially when I worked in retail, was what was called malicious compliance. And malicious compliance is where you follow exactly the rules of the company, to the letter, but you don't follow the the idea behind the rule. So in other words, when you would go, your work may say, oh, you can clock in up to 10 minutes early. So what you would do is literally clock in exactly 10 minutes early. Not 11 minutes early, not nine minutes early, exactly 10 minutes early. And I once worked for a company that did not want you to clock in a minute before you were supposed to because they didn't want to have to pay you any overtime. So I was, I used to go into my work, uh, I loved this particular job. Uh, and I would go into work 15, 20, 25 minutes early so I could kind of have a few moments in the morning to kind of pull myself together, get my work settled for the day, get a hold of the copier, you know, that kind of stuff. But when I got told, oh, you can't clock in early anymore, they don't want you because we have to pay you for that time. Well, then I would literally get there five minutes before my I was supposed to get there. I would walk in, I would stand at the time clock until the clock hit the time I was supposed to clock in, and then I would clock in. If somebody came up to me, another employee came up to me and asked me to do something job-related that was part of my job, I would say, no, I'm not on the clock. And they said, well, you can clock in, and, and then you answer my question. I was like, no, because I was told I can't clock in a minute early. Now, this is what's called malicious compliance. I was following the exact letter of the rule, but obviously not the spirit. Could I have clocked in a minute early and not had any problems? Yeah, I probably could have. But doing exactly what you're told and not going outside those boundaries is what the Pharisees would would preach. They would also emphasize the little things. Oh, the little things are the what's most important, and, and I would make the case it's all important. So, but the problem is, not only would they would they emphasize the little things, but they would totally neglect the big stuff, and you you can't do that. You have to be able to look at it all and realize it's all interconnected the law is the law regardless whether it's a major thing or a minor thing in luke 16 uh chapter 16 verses 13 through 15 we learn that they were lovers of money and mammon or money was their god and though they would be quick to deny it and try to justify themselves before men. So we see a lot of prosperity preachers, and they they teach prosperity um, or preach prosperity and the love of money. And I'm sorry, but we, we all end up in the same ground when we die. Uh, it's just that simple. Um, you know, uh, and the way I look at it is, I'm not in this, this profession to, to, I'm not in the business of soul winning. I wouldn't even call it a profession. I call it soul winning. I'm not in the business of soul winning to make money. I'm in the business of soul winning to win souls to Christ and to convert people to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or to enrich people who currently have a love of Jesus Christ. So again, you know, there are different things that we can do. But I don't do this for money. I've, I've told you all, I don't get paid to do this podcast. I do this because I want to. I want to share the word. I want to help be grow my own faith by helping you grow your faith. And that's, the, that's what I do. That's what I love about this, this podcast and, and what I do. And do I somehow hope that this would get popular enough across the, the country or across the world that I will get people um, into my pod that, that will want to pay me to do this? Absolutely. Will I continue to do this podcast whether I get a dime or not? Yes, I will. Because it's what I feel called to do. And, and you can't just yank someone's calling and, and um, you know at some point I, I'll you know explore that a little bit uh, a little bit more but right now let's just suffice to say I do this because I love you all. I love the people I love God. I want to share my relationship with him. I want to help you build your relationship. So again I'm not in this for the money. I'm in this because I love God. So, this is the level of righteousness the scribes and Pharisees had as a group. So, they're a pretty sad bunch. So, again, the bar, if we read the, uh, Matthew five twenty again, it says, Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's a paraphrase. So, the thing is, the bar is really low here. Okay, so we have every hope of entering the the kingdom of heaven because uh, we already know it, 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 that we are following the laws. We're following the Bible. We, we do things without the without the expectation of of getting anything in return from our fellow man. We 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 do we do what we're supposed to do. Where the scribes and Pharisees did not. So the bar for exceeding the righteousness of the scribes and pharisees is very low but we've we've already got it so so the unironic part of this is jesus is telling us look you're already holier than the scribes and the pharisees because we know they're a bunch of hypocrites we know they're not doing their you're not doing the right thing so you're already there because you're sitting here listening to me jesus is saying you're sitting here listening to me you're learning from me you are, you are in the better place. You are choosing the better thing. Um, so we're going to actually, uh, and now we're going to, uh, because the kingdom of heaven demands a lot from us as we've been studying. In the righteousness of the kingdom, <clears throat> we learn that we cannot say and do not. We have to say it and do it. Uh, we cannot do things to be seen of men. We cannot neglect any commandments of God's law, and we cannot be lovers of money. So everything the scribes and Pharisees are, we cannot be, okay? So our actions and our words must match. If I'm telling you, you can't drink soda, and this is my example, which I would never tell you you can't drink soda. But if I'm sitting here telling you that you can't drink soda, you better not see me drinking a Dr. Pepper, which I happen to love Diet Dr. Pepper, and we'll leave that one alone. Um, So my words and my actions have to match. I'm not going to ask you to do something that I myself am unwilling to do. And it's a philosophy I had when I taught. It's a philosophy I have when I run my company. I never asked any of my students to do things that either I had not done or was not willing to do myself. And and to give you an example of that, I uh, was teaching what was it 11th grade I believe American history and uh, my students had this really big note card project they had to do and it was broken down into a series of uh, of sections that they turned in on a regular basis so and they 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 said they balked at this project because it was like 500 note cards or some such business I mean it's ridiculous and I I said, okay, well, I want you to see me doing it. So I got my stack of note cards and my list of everything. And I sat there and I did the same day gone note cards that they did. And I showed them my note cards every week. And, or every two weeks or whenever they were due, I had my little stack of note cards done. And they're like, wow, Miss Groves is sitting here doing these cards too. Yes, because I'm not gonna sit here and do something or expect you to do something that I'm not willing to do. <coughs> In my work life, for example, uh, a recent example, is I had uh, a tenant come to me and ask me, uh, they have, were having an issue with their, their toilet, and uh, I try, I called an employee, and I said, I'm going to try to get, it, get them through the weekend if you can come and take care of it on Monday morning. Because the, the employee was out of town. No problem. I don't mind doing that. I'm telling my employee, I'm not going to ask you to do something I'm not willing to do. So I went over there, and I fixed the toilet and got it working enough to get them through the weekend. And then on Monday morning, the employee came in, and they actually resolved the, the issue fully. We ended up having to replace the entire toilet, but that's another story. Um, and, and, but the thing was, I garnered the respect of my employee because I was totally willing to literally get my hands dirty and fix a toilet, which is actually a lot of fun. I like fixing toilets and sinks. Um, so um, I can't neglect, and we cannot neglect any commandment. In other words, the major stuff and the minor stuff all has to be considered it all has to be followed now we've learned that under the New Testament we we as followers of Christ our commandments are different but I can't choose pick and choose whom to love I have to love everybody and the thing is I like to tell people I have to love you and I do love you but I don't have to like you and and by that I mean i don't have to like the things that people do but i have to love them as my brother and sister in christ tons of people do stuff that i don't like but i still love them because they're my brothers and sisters in christ so i'm not neglecting the commandments by saying you know oh i love you but i don't love this person over here because they're doing something i don't like and you're doing everything i do like no you have to love the sinner and the winner all at once okay we cannot be lovers of money uh like i said i don't do this for the money i do this because i have a love for christ and if i loved money i would have my houses would be considered slumps but because i don't love money i spend money to make my houses nice um and i make i spend money to make repairs i maybe shouldn't necessarily have to make but i do because i want my places to be nice for my tenants because they're their home i may own the house but they live there and i want them to be comfortable and i want it to be nice for them so this one verse there's a lot to unpack here this should serve as a warning to any who think they can be faithful christians citizens of the kingdom but <clears throat> do not combine their profession of faith with suit- suitable deeds. In other words, say one thing and mean something else. That they do not keep their personal private lives consistent with their public appearance and profession. And they do note to make diligent effort to observe all that Jesus commanded and do not remain free from the enticement of uh, materialism. Okay? Okay. So in other words, we do not combine our profession of faith with suitable deeds. So in other words, do and say what we mean. Make our words and our actions match. We need to keep our personal private lives consistent with our public appearance. So what I do in private is exactly what you see in public. There's no disconnect here. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Trust me, I've I've had a couple of Karen moments in my life, and I will probably have a few more. But I don't go out and, as a friend of mine would say, act a fool. I do make a diligent effort to observe all that Jesus commands. And notice it says diligent effort, not perfect effort. I make a diligent effort because we are all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But I do my best every day to try to observe all the commandments, even when it's hard. And even when it's hard is when we really have to make sure that we're following the commandments. Because we, when it's hard, it's when it's easy to say, oh, I don't want to do that. No, you have to do it even when it's hard. And um, I remain free from the enticement of materialism. Yes, I would love to be a millionaire. Who wouldn't want to be a millionaire? But I, I can't take it with me. And I, I'm doing this from, I do what I do for my child. So she has a, a better life and a better um, position when she's a little older. And hopefully she'll learn good business habits from me in terms of running a business and dealing with the frustrations of a business. So. Without question, then, our righteousness as citizens of the kingdom must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. And I think even an objective view of ourselves should say, okay, well, I pretty much do all of that. So I'm already one step, I'm already a a step above this. But how can our righteousness be consistent with that demand by our king? It is possible only by the grace of God. His mercy provides forgiveness to those in Christ and his strength makes it possible to live according to the righteousness of the kingdom of heaven. So um, in our, um, in, so we will be continuing on with that, uh, the theme uh, of the scribes and the Pharisees on our next Monday podcast. So I think that about sums us up for the day. Uh, I want to thank you again. For joining me. Again, this is Kim Grove for the Past and Present Podcast. And as always, I love hearing from you all. Uh, please uh, hit me up with an email at kimg.pastandpresentpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at, at podcast underscore past, and on Facebook at Rebirth Network and Rebirth Encouraged, uh, both with a purple heart between the words. I encourage you to join me on Thursday when we will be, uh, begin a two-week study on Noah's Ark. And our first article is actually a little bit of a game-changer in terms of it, it's going to actually talk about the futility of searching for Noah's Ark. So until Thursday, when we will meet again, I, this is Kim Groves with the Past and Present Podcast, hoping you stay blessed, unstressed, and unbothered by the rest. God bless.